Hello, welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, and human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now, here's your host, two-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kosowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Millionaire Woman Show. If this is your first time here, we welcome you and get ready to really dig in to some content. If you're driving, you know, you're going to have to take some notes later, but really absorb what is being said from our guest speaker. And I am super excited. And for those of you who are return guests, we love having you come back and want you to fully participate and share the episode with many other people. Today, my guest is Lornette Day. She's an athletic coach, an athlete who has competed at a national and international level in track and field, the owner of House of Speed Track and Field Club and House of Speed Canada. She moved to Edmonton, Alberta from Jamaica when she was 10 years old as an aspiring athlete with big dreams. She quickly became engrossed in basketball, volleyball, soccer, and track and field, coaching numerous athletes and traveling across Canada and the world as an athlete representing this country. It has been over 30 years since her athletic career began, but she has never forgotten how athletics have given her her familiarity in an unfamiliar place, the undying love for sport, and the desire to help the youth in her community reach their goals. She loves helping athletes of all ages and backgrounds reach their goals in the community through track clubs that she has established in her over 30 year career. She has volunteered her own expertise in athletics to coach individuals in high school, all while training, competing, and earning numerous gold medals along her own path. Even when she couldn't reach the Olympics due to an injury, she continued to coach, relying on crutches. And in her eyes, being a coach is not solely about training athletes toward their physical goals, but consistently allowing personal life to reach fulfillment. Her track and field club focuses on individuals rather than their backgrounds, creates diverse group of talented athletes originating from Edmonton, St. Albert, and Spruce Grove. The many experiences and lessons that she has learned throughout the course of her life are utilized to empower others through public speaking. Please welcome Lornette Day to the Millionaire Woman Show. Hello, Lornette. Thank you for joining me. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) It is so wonderful to interview you. I had read uh, the book called The Talent Code by Danielle Coyle. And he was studying the hotbeds of where these famous athletes came from. And they didn't have the fanciest tools, the fanciest equipment. What they had was the pursuit of a dream. And often, you know, people, when they first get into sport or they're chasing their dreams, you might hear that they think, maybe I don't have enough talent. Maybe I don't have what it takes. I would love for you to speak to talent versus effort, the debate. (laughs) 
For sure. Well, you know, I have to say, uh, many people always wonder why Jamaican athletes are so fast. Um, it's because we use what we have, right? I mean, we have to walk to school every day, walk to school in the morning, walk home for lunch, walk back again, walk back again, and sometimes we have to run. So it's really about you using what you have. When I first came to Canada and I didn't have weights, but you know, we couldn't afford weight. I couldn't afford a gym or anything like that. So I used my school gym, but when I was at home, I needed extra, um, extra workouts, right. To achieve my goals. So what I did was I went in the kitchen and I used two Campbell's soup cans, <laughs> right. And that's what I used to do my arms and all that stuff. So you have to look around you and see what you have. Don't make any excuses and use what you have. If you don't have anything, just use your body. If you can accomplish, if your body can accomplish those goals, then you will achieve them. Yeah. So what I hear is it's not a matter of you don't need to have all the fancy things. You really need to be resourceful and figure things out and get creative. Exactly. Exactly. Because everything that we need to achieve our goal, we already have it. It's already in our reach. Just look around your home, look around your community. It's right there. And how I train my athletes, how I will be training them this year in the next two weeks, they don't know that. I said, you have to master your body. You have to be able to at least do 10, 10 pull-ups, 10 chinnies, 10 push-ups, 10 something. They can do more than 10. I'm just saying you know, but you can't just go in the weight room and put on arm rest or ankle weights or whatever. You really have to master your body because once you can achieve that goal, you can accomplish anything. So I'm thinking several things right now, but one of the things that comes to mind is uh, a year previous, one of my goals was to do one unassisted chin up. And someone <laughs> told me, you know, Deb, it's one of the hardest things that people do in the gym. If you can accomplish at least one chin up, and then you're talking about 10, and I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> if you could accomplish one chin up, you will feel un completely unstoppable. And I, you know, I, I heard what that person said to me and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to make it a goal to do one ass unassisted chin up. So I gave myself three months to get to that spot and I'd go to the gym and I'd get frustrated. I was lifting a certain amount and I was concerned that I wasn't going to meet a deadline because I had some students I was working with that said that they were going to bring a chin up bar to the classroom on my deadline so that they would hold me accountable. Right. And it did happen. But luckily I was able to achieve that three days before knowing that I was prepared before I went in that classroom, I could do it. Right. But one, I accomplished that. Oh my goodness. I know what you're talking about, that physical mastery. I had a permagrant for weeks and just thinking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I know what it feels like to be able to do that because what I thought was impossible suddenly became possible because I was so focused and I would go up to people who were already doing it. How, how do you make it look so easy? <laughs> For sure. Well, the goal is like you have that goal of achieving one chin up. Well, you don't just focus on the chin up and what did you do to accomplish that? What can you do to accomplish that? You can do push-ups, whether it be on your knees or whether it be, you know, full push-ups. Or you, you know, you can do your weights, your armrests, you stretch. So you have to do multiple things. Okay. 
yeah, to yeah. achieve that one goal. You can't just go up on the bar and pull and pull and get frustrated. So yeah, yeah. go around and do multiple things. You have to go swimming. You know what I mean? So that's how right. I train my athletes. They're sprinters. They want to be the fastest in Canada, of course, represent this wonderful country. But they have to do long distance. They have to do weights and push-ups. They have to do swimming. They have to do hot tub massages. There's so many variables yeah. that we athletes and in life not just being an athlete because then you take those skills that you would do as athletes into the classroom as students into the workplace as a, you know employees or entrepreneurs business owners whatever you're into your relationships your friendships your you know whatnot so Lornette, i find that very fascinating because i know some people like some hockey players mm. all they do is hockey 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 yeah. I love how you say, because this applies to life too, that yes, if we're so zoned in into one thing, mm -hmm. that having all of these extra things that you talk about to cross train, yes. cross training sounds like it's really, really important. Mm -hmm. So tell, tell us a little bit more about the cross training versus being super focused in on one goal. Um, the, the problem with being focused, I did it. I was super focused, and this is going to be hard to talk about. <laughs> it was super focused on my Olympic goal. And where, you know, t you know my family was there. I, I came in, I slept for maybe two days. I did laundry and I was gone. They're like, do I have a daughter and a sister? Like she's just in and out. And I didn't really, I love them, but I didn't really have the time to pay, uh, to spend with them, to enjoy them. My grandparents, my great grandparents. So that's a disadvantage of the so tunnel vision in your goal because you need everybody around you. You need that love and support from your friends, your family, they're with you to reach your goals. So I paid that price where my grandfather might passed and I was somewhere in Europe, you know what I mean? And I didn't make his funeral and um, I had to go home and you know, all of that sort of stuff. So I learned those lessons the hard way, right? Um, so now how I am and how I coached after that, I changed the way. So, um, cross training is very important because as you are training, um, you're, uh, you're hanging with your families. I bring my children with me or I bring my mom with me or whatever. My sisters, you know I me, mean? we're training together and having fun. I'm working hard. I'm sweating. I'm reaching my goal, but they're with me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I might be, I'm jogging and they're on the, I mean, talking with them on the phone. I go for a run, I'm on the phone with them kind of thing. I'm doing a sit-ups or a push-up. I'm always in connection with the people that matters the most in my life will help me achieve it, will be with me when I fall or when I rise, they will be there no matter what. That's love. Yeah. And that support system is so important because when they have an understanding of your goal, you I'm going to make this assumption, you can tell me a little bit more, that you feel free to pursue your goal. Exactly, exactly. Um, you're not alone. You're not alone. That's a tunnel vision, you know. <laughs> you're not alone. Um, when I was doing it, I was completely alone. I was focused, I was achieving, I was the best, but I was alone. And that when you're on top and you're alone, it's, it's a horrible feeling, you know what I mean? I, you know, um, but now that I'm not alone, I've opened up and you know, let others in while I'm working hard. Um, it feels I'm empowered. They're empowering me. And I, you know, I reach out to them. I send them texts and little love notes and messages and 
all of that. And it comes back. What you give comes back to you, right? Right. And that will help you achieve your goal faster. And it'll help you be a better human being, a better person for your relationships, right? You know, overcome those obstacles, right? This may have been your greatest struggle, but what has been your greatest lesson from failure? Um, I don't look at life as failure. I look at life as lessons. Okay. Yeah. Um, I reached there. I was running one of the fastest time in the, in the country, in the world. One of the fastest time I reached my Olympic goal and I broke a bone in my foot <laughs> because I was tunnel vision. <laughs> I was alone and I overtrained and, um, I had to go to the Olympic trials with a broken bone. It was my choice. I could have stayed home, but I learned along the way the lesson when I went to the trials, I did my heats, you know, the first round, second round in tears, um, hopping <laughs> and cross the finish line. Uh, so my lesson in that is, is not about how you finish. It's about finishing. If mm -hmm. I didn't, cause if I didn't go, that would have haunted me for the rest of my life, not to finish it. I started, there was 20 years. It took me to reach this goal, 20 years. Yeah. And I finally made it. And then I have to go and go and do it in pain. So that's the greatest lesson I told, I teach my athletes. We're not, we're training for the Olympics for you to win. Of course you train to win, you run to win. But if it doesn't happen, that's okay. I just need you to finish. Cross the finish line, yeah. no, matter, no matter what. Achieve and that goal. And I think that teaches people that whatever you start, you are going to finish and you're going to finish strong. Exactly. And it doesn't matter if you finish crying, kicking, screaming, crawling <laughs> in a wheelchair, whatever you end, you are, if somebody helps you along the line, you know, you have to cross the finish line. You have to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to remember that without revealing <laughs> my big goal that's coming up that we talked about. Um, I had a friend message me and said, you know, Deb, I, I knew I could run the half. And when she was running her marathon after the half, she just let it have fun for the rest of it, completing the rest of the marathon. Yes. She goes, I knew what I was capable of a hundred percent. And then I just allowed myself to enjoy the rest of the journey without the pressure of time or anything. And um, I'm going to go in that full force with that, that message of just enjoy the journey. That's it. Yeah. You help your athletes push through excuses. Cause I know in life people have excuses. Um, we have these mini broken agreements with ourselves and others. How do you help your athletes to keep that discipline of maintaining those agreements and pushing through the excuses that come up? Um, we don't have excuses because how I coach is first we deal with you as a person. Okay. I don't, except any and anybody, um, they're bring to me. People are brought to me. That's how my life is. I'm a spiritual person. Um, so I deal with them on a spiritual level. And so I first deal with them. Where are you? What's happening in your life? What's happening in your relationship with your family, your friends at school? How is your homework? Do you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend? You know what I mean? What are you struggling with? So I really get to know them mm -hmm. and they get to know me. And I tell them about myself. So I deal with them. So the mind, body, spirit, I deal with what, what's your past? Let's deal with that first. And after I deal with that, 
then I then we start to deal with their spirit. What is your accomplishment? What is it that you're hiding? What's your hidden goals? What is it that you want to achieve? So deal with their past, all their issues. Then I deal with their current, deal with their spirit. What is it? Let's set some goals here. Now that we have dealt with you, let's set your new goals. And mm -hmm. after you do that, then we deal with the body. So I don't have excuses. They show up. Honestly, my athletes want to do 10 more, 20 more, 30 more. I'm like, we can stop your mommy's waiting, you know, but they want to keep going and going. Like right now they're missing me. They're like, they want, I'm tired. I said, no, I'm on a holiday. I'm vacationing. <laughs> They're at home waiting for me to come back. <laughs> no, so no excuses in my book because the, the, when your life is not about um, your goals, life is really about you. What is blocking you? What's stopping you? Deal with that first because if you don't deal with it, it's not, I'm not talking about sports now. You know that. <laughs> if you don't deal with those issues that you have in you and in others, your family members, friends, if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you. And it will deal with you in when you're writing your exam at your university, when you're running a marathon, when you're doing the Olympics in the, you know, the top eight finalists. And it's like, oh my gosh, that memory comes back of whatever it was that happened in your life. And because you didn't deal with it, it shows up when you least expect it. And it will hit you so hard, it'll knock you over. Okay. So what are some of the common roadblocks that you see people have? Um, the common roadblocks I have is that not I have, but I see that people, I have them. We all have them. Um, number one is self-confidence, feeling unworthiness. And if you're connected with the wrong person in your life, whatever relationship, it might be a teacher, a coach, you know, whatever it is, friends. Um, if you have to find that right person that connects with you, to help you to bring out the best in you, to help you deal with it, okay? So the common roadblocks is yourself. You're, you are your biggest <laughs> roadblock. Yeah. <laughs> How you feel about you will obviously help you achieve or not achieve your goal, right? So, yeah. And, and I've heard that, you know, overcoming the habit of being yourself. <laughs> it's not about being yourself, it's about getting in your own way. That's right. That's and I right. think sometimes when people get in their own way, it can be stubbornness. It could be having their focus more so on the past experiences, those non-supportive stories that come up, yes. that narrative yes. that uh, you hear another person's voice. Mm -hmm. And I think the challenge, you know, one of the things, like, I, like how you said, there's just no excuses. We deal with what you believe is holding you back. Have you ever had an athlete or someone that you worked with who didn't realize they had a story playing? Oh, definitely. All of them right now. I have some of the fastest athletes who is Canada's Olympians. They are. I see that in them, but they're like, no. <laughs> I said, yes, you are. So yeah, right now, my right now, that's who they are. Yeah. But you know, I am working with them. They've come a mighty long way. <laughs> yes. Right? But, but patience, that as a coach, I'm not a coach. I'm like a mom. They're young kids. They're 14, 15 years old. So yeah. I, take, I pamper them. I take very good care of them. I have patience with them and they are patient. So they now trust me with their life. 
Right. Like, you know, so yes, they're all like that right now. They don't have that belief system, but I don't just coach for two to three hours, four or five days a week. I'm in their life. I send them quotes we text and talk every day. Yeah. So we have that relationship. Yeah. Right. We have a strong foundation. So, and they're finally believing who they are. And what I do was I train them hard, as you said, cross training. Yeah. And yep. now they're achieving their goals. And I said, I'm going to show you what I see. So this is what your workout is for the next two weeks. And they do it and they do it hard and they go to competition and they achieve better than it. They're like, wow, that's me. I said, yes, that's you. Right. So what I hear is, because I, I often have this just with the individuals that I work, whether it be in business or leadership, mm-hmm. and, and even in myself, when I hear you talking about that, it, it really comes down to believing it before you see it. Amen. Right. And not only believing it, but feeling the possibility, feeling what it would feel like when you cross that finish line and achieve what it is that you say you wanted. Exactly. Exactly. For your goals, you know, you have to, you know, your goals, you write them down. You have to get them out of your head. Your head has too, too much going on in your life. Write it out, read it over, read it over, read it over every day. Who, I, who you are, get to know who you are and start. Then the more you write it and, be, and read it, then you start to believe it. After you start believing it, then you start doing it, becoming. That's called knowing who you are. Most people will walk around, we fail in life or we don't achieve our goals because we don't know who we are. We don't know our potentials. And we can't, you can talk, I can tell you, but it's up to now I have to teach you your, your steps. We have to teach you. You have to, we have to follow things. Step one, step two, do this, write, write things down, have a vision, write it down and read it every day. And then you start to believe in yourself and start acting and walking and talking and your whole mannerism change and watch the people around you. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's very interesting because I've had a number of coaches from, you know, sports growing up to coaches in business and leadership. And even a book I read recently, and it was about running um, to help support my own goals. But what I learned is, you know, they can, there can be some that tell you always what's wrong. And then there'll be some that might, you know, layer on the positivity. But the one message that I found through all of the, like the golden thread message was that if you can identify whether you had a great, good or bad practice or bad, good presentation, if you can focus on what was good that you felt great about, whether it be the worst day ever saying, you know, I, I did, you know, hill repeats they, and there was wind and, but I was strong that if you continuously gave that messaging to yourself on every practice day, that you found the one thing that was right, that your confidence would increase. And so would your performance. <laughs> you know, I have something different. <laughs> okay. Please share with us. <laughs> Jeez, there's no good or bad. There's no weakness. There's nothing. Um, I homeschool my children for 16 years, and they always say when we reach a new grade, they always say, "Mom, oh, we don't know this, we don't know that." I said, "That's good. No, you don't know it. No, let's go find out. 
okay, so those coaches who told you your bad areas, this, it's not bad areas. It's just, you just need to give you the right workout to strengthen that area. Right. But, you know, that's all it is. And, you know, yes, you have some great qualities. Let's bring up those others, whether it be, okay, you need more strength, arm strength. Well, do more curls. You know what I mean? Um, you need to, you're not good in spelling or you're struggling in spelling. That's okay. Let's get you the right program, a fun program to help you learn to spell better. You know what I mean? Um, so that's really all it is. It's not, when I was training, I mean, everybody was ahead of me, of course, because Jamaica, we just run. Canada, we did a lot of this, all these drills and stuff. I'm like, what is that? I practice in my bedroom every single night. <laughs> I learned to master the one of the fastest start by diving on my bed. So my coach didn't have to tell me my start needs improving. I knew that. So I took it, took it upon myself to do something about it, right? Because everybody else was so far ahead of me in every area. So just find where you, that area that you need more knowledge or more strength and do whatever skills you need to do to improve on it. That's all it is. Nothing more. See, <laughs> it's simple, right? It we is. make it complicated. <laughs> so Lornette, when it comes to preparing for competition and doing your best, how important is visualization? Uh, number one. <laughs> number one. Um, it's the most important. So what you do is you deal with the mind. Okay, that's prior to actually training for your physical body, right? So before I train for, I have an Olympic goal or whatever it is, I train my mind. Then I train my body. Then my spirit comes in. Now to visualize, I go back around to the beginning. I go back to my mind. Now I do lots of mental training. I have to run my race over and over and over. I'm going to run it 100%. And see how I feel. Am I tired? I'm going to, in my mind, so I can run it over and over a hundred times. You have to run it, do it in your mind before you physically do it. Accomplish it in your mind before you do it physically. That's how you achieve things in life. And did you have a mantra, like while you ran to like get in that zone, like to eliminate all distraction? Was there anything particular that you told yourself or what you did as you ran? I do it prior to me stepping before the blocks and my, all my athletes do it. Um, I pray while I'm warming up, I have my music and my music is inspirational music. Um, so I never take it off. Uh, this is like the night before, this is not the day after the night before I'm complete focused. Everybody knows me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> you know, I'm focused. I'll say hello with a smile and that's all I'm doing yeah. because I'm so in tune with myself. So music is number one. My prayers are number one. My devotional, obviously my food, you know, um, all of that. Um, and then when I competition day, I just maintain that, right? So when I reach the finish line, the starting line now, I remove my headset. I'm completely focused. So what that does is this. When you prepare yourself through prayer, devotional, and with what you eat to what you put in your body. Now you remove all of the physical and you now become spiritual, a hundred percent spirit. That's what this whole journey is in life is to be spirit. The real world is a spirit world. If you can run in your spirit, if you can live life in your spirit, you will accomplish your goals. Every one of my races are ran in the spirit. 
And when people see me run, they were like, wow. I, I, my feet hardly touched the track. I was flying. I was like I had wings on. So that's how deep I got. <laughs> that's I was... really powerful because I know people are like, well, if I can just do interval training or I can just keep doing those hill repeats that I'll be stronger and I'll be faster. And, and that's not what really, it's when you allow yourself to be yourself and have um, and I was actually just talking about this with someone about the artist's journey right? and how when you allow God or the universe, whatever someone's belief system is to come through you yes. for all the preparation that you've done and that you've visualized it, that you can accomplish amazing things Yes, and realizing it's not about copying everybody else around you and doing what they're doing because you think that's what it takes to succeed. Because as you said earlier in the interview, is that you have everything that you need. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Y'all like right now, I can train for the Olympics right now because I know what to do. And it's not joining a gym. It's not getting in the number one trainer in Usain Bolt's coach. It's not that. That's his life. That's not mine. I have my life here in, in Alberta to do what I need to do to accomplish my goals. Right. Even if I go back to Jamaica or go Turks and Caicos, or it doesn't matter where, Toronto, I know what it is. I will be directed in the right area, the right you know, facilities, whatever I need. I'm a nature person. I can go to Jasper Bath Mountains and achieve my goals. <laughs> right. It's not the environment that stops you. It's right here, those six inches. Exactly. Exactly. And that just becomes... Um, what you believe in yourself. That's why the, the journal, I have so many journals from 10 years old. I have boxes of journals. Every day I'd come home from practice and write. I didn't like this and I have to improve this and this was good, but I have to, you know, I can do better in this. So you have to release it so you can get a good night's sleep so you can start the next day new. You cannot take day one, day two into day four, five, six. You will not achieve your goal you'll work against yourself. It's, it's devastating. Basically you're, you're, you're your biggest enemy. It's a pile up, pile up, pile up, pile up. And when you pile up so much, you're going to crash. So journaling has been a big tool for you. And it has, it's a tool that I have used for years mm. and people write it in different ways. You know, I'm the type that would just whatever's going on, positive or negative, it needed to just to come out of my head so I could focus on my next task. Because I found that if I left it in my head, I would stall myself. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't focus because I had all these thoughts acting like popcorn going in all different directions. And I found that when even the negativity, when I put it on paper, I was able to challenge it, question it, realize that there was no truth in it and release it yes and i found the days that i kept it inside it festered yes exactly and with the pause and i know other people they sit down and when they write their journal they write it as if the whole day was fantastically positive <laughs> or how they wish it would have turned out mm -hmm. how do you write yours tell the truth i this day is not okay no, I'm not doing good. No, it wasn't good. It's okay not to be yeah. okay. You know what I mean? Just tell the truth. Release the truth. That's it. Um, no, I didn't. My kids, they upset me today. 
right? And you know what I mean? I didn't have a good day and practice wasn't good and it was raining, I was cold, I was soaked. Tell the truth. When you tell the truth, you release the truth, you empower yourself. That's where your empowerment comes from, truth. Don't lie. I mean, it's not really a lie. It's more like covering up. It's more like putting on a mask, mm-hmm. putting on cover, you know what I mean? Putting on blindfolders, remove the blindfolders. It's okay to take your coat off. Take, it's okay. It's okay to wear your robe on. Like I have a best friend. We can talk till like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> We're telling, I could just be me and, and I can cry. I can laugh. We do. Oh my goodness. Just be you. Be the best you you can. It's a journal. <laughs> Nobody's going to read it. Yeah. Burn, you know what? Burn it afterwards if you want to do it in a fire pit or something. Just, just be you and empower yourself. You free yourself. It's called freedom. Yeah. Let go and let you be. So what does it take for someone to really trust in themselves and just trust who they are? So they can allow. This is the best part. I love being Jamaican (laughs) or being born there is we laugh a lot. Yeah. And we have lots of fun. Okay. Um, I, I've been in, um, oh geez. The, The best thing to do is laugh. Laughter is your strength. Laugh through everything because it gets you through it. And my cousin phoned me one time and said she, he was kicked out of the hospital. I says, why? His father was just had major surgery. He went to visit him and he was telling so many jokes in the room. His father's teachers were <laughs> So it doesn't matter where we are, hospitals, even a funeral. It's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in so long, but we're burying our grandmother, right? But ah, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Right. So we absolutely laugh through, we laugh and cry. It hurts, but we're going to laugh and cry. Just, just be true to your feelings. It hurts. It's painful. Yes. But smile through it because, and keep moving, laugh and smile and keep moving. Face those fears because fears are good for you because they build muscles spiritual muscles they build you up to be better and when people see that you're true this is the real you they love you for who you are yeah they love you more thank you so much for that and i just have a couple more questions so what does it take to get faster what does it take to get faster um Uh, cross training was one yeah (laughs) for sure a lot of speed drills 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 I mean, but before the drills, you have to, all of this that we're talking about, I have to, had to, and is doing it. My athletes have, we have to do all of this that we're talking about. We have to release the past. We have to cry. I have an athlete in the middle of competition. She's bawling. She's crying and I have to hug her up, release the tears, release it. It's okay. She didn't do good. She keeps falling. I said, you have to release it, cry. She has to get back. So what I'm saying is you have to release all of that fear and negativity and anxiety and nervousness, release it. When you release it, you're more relaxed to run faster. That's why you say in both dance, it was, he was not impressing anybody that was relaxing him. Mm-hmm. So he can run faster. When you relax yourself, when you release and you relax, then you're able to do those drills in your workout programs better and faster. Right. 
you can't go into them with heaviness, with issues. Yeah. You will not go faster. They weigh you down. The issues yeah. of life will weigh you down. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you my strategy going into my big run coming up. Okay. So uh, I have a girlfriend that's going to be running with me and she's competed in many marathons and, and uh, I'm sure she's faster than I, but that's not our focus. My focus is about finishing strong. So one of the things I had said is I, I want us to, as we're running, just to come up with as many things we're grateful for as my distraction <laughs> along the way. And, and I, I obviously won't be able to keep track of them, but whatever we can do to keep focusing on just bouncing back and forth, I'm grateful for this or look over there, I'm grateful for that. that that's gonna be our, part of our strategy. And uh, I'm really looking forward to just seeing how many things we can come up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What will, what will make your journey, um, and it is a journey, you know that. Yes. Um, oh, my goodness. What will make it easier is it just came to my spirit to tell you, to release to you. Have you ever run in the pool? You put the weight, you put the... Um, uh, I think I've done that once, like the aqua belt. Yes, there we go. Yeah. You need to go run in the pool. Do a lot of pool running. Um, what that does, I know water. You know what water does. Water is spirit and all that sort of yes. stuff. Yes, right? I love water. There you go, me too. I go to the bottom of the pool. I sit down there. I sit at the bottom of the pool and look up. It's just the most amazing feeling. You need to run in the pool. It will release all the stress. Everything, everything. Okay, I think I got a date tonight. There you go. <laughs> the <pool. laughs> but try and do that as often as possible this week and next week before your run. Okay. You've got, you'll finish your preparation. Now you have to now spiritually connect to yourself. But in order to do that, you now need to go into this body of water, which is spirit, spirit in spirit and release distress. So your, this is your final preparation. Awesome. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I know where you are. <laughs> I'm going to do that because I have been thinking I, I need to get back to the pool. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do yeah. that as often as possible this, this week and next week. So it's, see, and this is really interesting because I think of this in life and even preparing for this run right. is that we still are in a preparation. Yes. Right? No matter, you know, when they say taper off, mm -hmm. you taper off in the physical act, but you've never taped or tapered off emotionally or mentally. Mm -mm. What has been the most powerful preparation that you've had when it comes to tapering off the physical? Um, it's not about tapering off the physical or the mental. It's about preparing yourself fully. Once you prepare yourself physically and mentally, then that's where your spirit kicks in. Okay. So you can you check mark your mental, you check mark your body. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You've done those two preparation. Now this is the stage you're at. I'm check marking your mental. You're ready mentally. You're ready physically. Now you need to go finish off the spirit. You're eighty percent ready for the spirit. 
I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> nervous, but excited. But nervousness is good because nervousness is a positive, is a confidence. It's, it tells you you're ready. So be nervous, be scared, and that's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Lorena, it has been such a pleasure interviewing you. Um, you've shared such wisdom. Uh, what are, do you have any final words of wisdom that you would like to share with our guests, whether it be about speed, whether it be about running, or whether it be just running after your dreams? Um, you know, I have to say running after your life, because in all life, <laughs> whether it be we have our own business, whether we are professional athletes or moms or dads, um, the final thought I can give everyone is, Number one, we've all been through stuff. So what I can say is forgive. Forgive so you can free yourself, right? And through forgiveness, learn what the lesson is. Because life is a lesson. Life is a course. We went through it to learn something so we can help somebody. It wasn't meant to bring us down. It was meant to empower us, give us knowledge. Knowledge give us the edge. I can't be talking to you unless I have forgiven and learned all the lessons in life. That's how we connect it, right? And after all that, move on. <laughs> move on and become the best you ever. Yeah. Right? There you go. <laughs> I love that. How can people stay in touch with you? Um, I have a Twitter account. Um, I'm not a, I, I am, my children are saying, mom, you need to go out now <laughs> into the, into the social media. I have a Twitter account. I have an Instagram account, so they can look me up and put me up. on. Well, what's your handle? Is it Lornette Day or House of Speed on those? L Lornette Day is good for Twitter right now. Yeah. So, excellent. Excellent. Definitely. And yeah. anyone who's listening or watching our YouTube, please feel free. You can message me at Deborah at DebraKazowski.com. If you want to pass on a message, I can also pass it on to Lornette as well. Um, one final question for you. What yeah. does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? That's the goal of our life. That is my goal. That is what the journey I'm on right now. <laughs> is to rich from the inside out is to is um to feel that i am okay on the inside and whatever i feel on the inside will manifest itself on the outside beautiful beautiful <laughs> thank you so much that's a wrap again for the millionaire woman show thank you to lornette day for joining us from the house of speed here in edmonton uh, wonderful words of wisdom, nuggets that you can take away, whether it be into your training life, competitive life, leadership in your organizations, um, even in your business as you run it. It does start with mindset, but there's also that physical and spiritual connection that really gets you to where you want to go. We'd love for you to subscribe to the Millionaire Woman Show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you don't miss a single episode. But what means even more is where you can share this with other people so that they can learn the lessons that you have as well. And together we change the world. Also, if you want to go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com, you'll get your 21 habits, high achievers kick to achieve success. And I want to let you know, it's going to be there for a limited time because we are changing in our special gifts very soon. So, as Mahama Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And my wish for you as always, and my guests, 
is that you go out and have a great day.